Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. In this episode, we're talking about overcoming temptation, willpower versus spiritual partnership. But first, I wanted to invite you to our private listeners community here on Facebook. Um, You can find that group at facebook.com slash groups slash Faith Unregulated. This is a private group where you can jump in here with community, people who are uh, listeners of our podcast, other people who um, just wanted a a great faith-based community to ask for prayer. Um, It's just really a great place to connect with with privacy so you uh, are safe. You're safe to say and and ask the things you want to ask. so let's get in the word into the word. Yep. All right. Let's get into the word. So the last few episodes, we've been talking about aligning our desires with God's will and what that looks like to walk it out. Um, right now on this episode, we really wanted to jump into when we start walking it out and we start getting attacked and we start getting the temptations and all the things that come at us when we're really trying to do what God's asking us to do. What does it take to walk that out? Right. So first and foremost, let's jump into the, the word, shall we? First uh, Corinthians 10, 13 says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So, you know, I, I think it's really interesting in the scripture, first of all, pointing out, you're no different than anyone else. Yeah, he's like, you're not, <laughs> right? you're not unique. Right. So, but the, but the main difference yeah. is, is that you have God on your side. Mm-hmm. God is always going to provide a way out. Right. Okay. Imagine that. Imagine not having that relationship with God. Yeah. You get stuck, stuck and lost yep. in those things, those habits, those, um, those bad temptations some of us can imagine not ha- remember not having if you've not been you know a Christian or, or saved your whole life, man. I remember trying to live my life without really knowing that, and it's like you're on troubleshooting mode all the time. Yeah, you're, you're like, wa- uh, I'm stuck. How do you're, you're walking kind of a- fight or flight? Yeah, you're walking around in a dark room. Yeah, all right, and, and you know, especially since maybe maybe you went, you've gone your whole life. Mm-hmm. Or your most of your adult life, mm-hmm. not really knowing Christ in a real way. Right. Okay. You knew there was a God, or maybe you didn't believe there was a God. Um, and you're you're still, even though you've given your life to God now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've turned your life around. There's still those things that we get tempted with. We those stumbling blocks. Oh okay? yeah. But and the longer we focus on those obstacles um, and the temptation and the attack, the stronger the hold becomes on us. I don't Absolutely. know if you've ever noticed that, but it's like, oh, and I love this. This is my favorite uh, hashtag not is <laughs> <laughs> when you're in it, you're like, well, the further the further you get into it, you're like, well, I'm in it and now I'm further in it. And now 
now there's no way out. Like there's no way back. Um, you know, it, I can't turn around and, and return back to the way things used to be. God can't rescue me from here that I'm too far in, or, um, you know, you've let it sit on you and, and consume you for long enough where you feel like that you've actually changed into this lie. And so God can't possibly restore you. Right. Right. Or the situation. If yeah. it's not you, <clears throat> but we have to remember that Jesus was tempted. Right. Okay. This is, this is what is so beautiful about how much God really loves us. Mm -hmm. He sent his only son yeah. in a human body to have a human experience to show us mm -hmm. the way, to sh give us the path, give us the example on how to live our lives, on how to walk our lives out, how to pray, mm -hmm. how to uh, commune with our neighbors and treat one another, okay? But this one thing, how we deal with our temptations, you know, the thing is, is he was communing communing with his father uh -huh. through the spirit through his spirit right well when when he just when he ascended even though we don't have him here we have his spirit he left his spirit the helper the holy spirit mm -hmm. right for us right it's available his his holy spirit is available for us and that's that partnership that we often talk about Yep. Okay. And with that partnership, we now have that authority and power over that, those temptations. Now it doesn't mean that we won't have temptations, right? Right. There's gotta be something to overcome, right? right. If you're going to have power, you have to have something to overcome. And many, many times it's those temptations, those, those stumbling blocks, but we can't let um, those stumbling blocks, those failures. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hello. Maybe those failures as you, you're, as you're being a Christian, as you've been walking with Christ, you, you trip up. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're the same old person. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right? Okay. So, you know, this, this kinds of things can totally, by the way, distract us from what God is doing in our lives and our situations and other people's lives in the world. And really um, when we're distracted, right? When he's kind of like dangling his things in front of our face, like, don't look here, don't look at what God's doing. Don't look at what God's doing over there or in you. Um, this causes hopelessness. This causes um, powerlessness. Uh, all of these feelings that we have. Hey, good morning, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thanks for joining us. So these are the things that keep us from moving forward and really slow us down in our calling. And when we're talking about um, how to walk this out, when we said how to, when we're aligning our desires with God's will, and then we will start walking it out, we're going to get lied to. We're going to get attacked. We're going to have those, temptation. Right. It's that voice, right? right? Those voices. Are you allowing the voice of the enemy to just, to torture you, to, right. to, to be um, your, your um <laughs> that thorn in your side are you yeah. allowing that voice to just get louder and louder right. and louder because that voice once it becomes louder 
then it starts to grip you. It starts to, Mm -hmm. you start to now visualize and walk out everything those voices may be telling you and meaning, you know, you're not good enough, for example, that you're not changed, that Mm -hmm. this is how you are. And you, and then pointing back to maybe something that you've done, that you've given into those temptations, or as those temptations are overwhelming you, you don't have the strength to overcome this. Right. And you know, might as well just give up. The thing is, is that the enemy, see, he builds on twisting truth. So he's right. We don't have the strength to overcome this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we aren't supposed to overcome this in our own strength, a.k.a. willpower, right? We're, we're supposed to have a spiritual partnership. I love in the beginning how it said, this is not unique. This experience is, it, you're, you're going through the same thing everybody else goes through. Um, that's twofold. So one, what you were saying is that we don't go through anything different than anyone else. But the difference is, is we have the Holy Spirit. We have God to walk it out with us, that spiritual partnership. But also, the other side of that that I hear is that, hey, Christians go through all of these lies. Everybody else is hearing the same lies. The enemy is not creative. He's not doing anything new under the sun. He's got the same old, same old, you know, rigmarole that he gives all of us. This are the lies about our identity, the lies about our sin, the lies about our trauma or whatever else he wants to lie about. It's the same stuff. If you'll notice, he picks on you about the same thing for like your whole life. And so anytime anything's going on, he's going to pick on you about that. Well, so does every other Christian. So, but the thing, the other lie thing is, is that we think it's just us. Yeah. And he wants to isolate us and and have us think that it's just us. And so when we think that it's something we've done, we turn it around on ourselves because he's kind of right. We kind of can't get through it. Well, no, not without God. But we also think that it's unique. And so he's kind of giving us this blame game. So what happens is we either do one of two things. We either give into the temptation. Right. Because we're like, well, you're kind of right. And kind of I guess that's who I am or I guess I can't do it or whatever. Um, Or we just ended up end up being tormented by it when we're not giving in and, but we're not praying against it. We're not fighting it with the Holy spirit. We're Mm -hmm. not engaging the tools and the resources and the relationship partnership, right. With the Holy spirit that we do have access to. Right. And so we, we are set apart, right? Right. Christ has set us apart, but we often forget that, right. Even though we are set apart, doesn't mean that we won't, face obstacles. We won't face temptations. Right. We won't have things go wrong. We will. But the, the thing is the set apart side is that we have God in our corner. We have the Holy spirit and the power through the Holy spirit to guide us. Absolutely. Hey, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Love you. Love you, bud. Um, but the thing, what we're getting to is again, we're talking about those voices, mm-hmm. but sometimes we actually need those temptations. Yep. We step into uh, places and, and things that, you know, fan the flame of the temptation, you know, we're going to our old bar, right. Our old group of friends. Maybe we shouldn't be hanging out with them. Maybe we shouldn't be watching that type of stuff. Okay. That feeds our flesh. What are the things we we are seeing? What are the things that are, that um, we are tasting? Right. Okay. Those are, those are, uh, that's feeding the flesh. That is feeding um, our, our 
worldly needs, right. our worldly desires. wants and desires, yep. okay? Not our godly desires, not our spiritual de desires. We talked last week about sensory. It's a lot of emotion and sensory, mm -hmm. and we just need to get rid of the pain. That's a lot of what addiction is, is just needing to get rid of the pain, right? Mm -hmm. It right. could be anything from prescription medication to alcohol and drugs. You know, the thing is, is that a lot of that is, is strictly sensory and then becomes mental. Um, you know, uh, there's mental pieces that go with that, but there's just a lot of short term worldly fleshly, um, uh, solutions happening and people are not thinking about God doing something. I think a lot of times something just occurred to me just right now, as I was talking, I think a lot of times, well, why we don't do that, why people who they don't run to Jesus in these moments, because they don't truly believe that Jesus can help them in the moment. They think it's a long game. It's always a long game with God. Like, oh, okay, I'm in pain right now and I'm going to pray and God's just going to like pop out. Hey, I'm going to take care of this for you right now. Meanwhile, I could be drinking. I could be doing my drugs. I could be, you know, um, solving my own problem right now. Cause that, you know, let's talk about it. I've done that in the past and that's, and I, I felt better I mean, right. basically, right? And that's that solving well, that well, short-term need. Yeah, and that's what the world, the culture of this world says, that's the solution, right? We right. live in an instant culture, a microwave society. We want to put our problems in the microwave, mm -hmm. hit one minute, and bam, one minute it's solved. Well, but- and That's what we expect. Yeah, but how many times this week, I, I think it's funny how God sets us up for these this ministry that I'm telling you, walk into ministry and let God set you up for it because God really gives us everything um, that you guys need to hear, I think. Uh, we don't even know. We're just, we're just being obedient. And this week, God has shown us story after story after yep. story of him acting in an instant it's all over the Bible too, but um, you know, it's out there in the world right now. I mean, I can think of off the top of my head three to four right now this week that we either met people personally, read about, or saw a movie about uh, true stories. People got Jesus working instantaneously. He can and will do it. I mean, maybe not every time because he has his reasons, but it doesn't mean he can't and it doesn't mean he doesn't. Right. Okay. Um, Monica, well, I want to bring up her comment. She says, or even sabotage ourselves because we don't think we deserve good and God doesn't love us as much as he loves others. Um, Nancy, with some of my voices, um, uh, some of my voices Nancy. have said in the past, but I know better now. I don't know what Nancy. I don't know what Nancy is. I think you're talking into your phone again, Monica. <laughs> um, but no, she's absolutely right. That sabotaging ourselves because we don't think we deserve the help, and God doesn't love us as much as others. Like we believe, maybe you even believe that have seen it happen, but you don't think it's for you, and that's the lie. Especially right. what I said in the beginning, when when you're stuck in that. Well, I'm already this far into it. I'm too far gone. I'm too far. That too far gone lie mm -hmm. where, where you're sitting there in the middle of your addiction and maybe you're, maybe it's really ugly and you're in an alleyway and you're just, you know, alone and isolated and you just don't know where to go. And you're like, this is it. I'm too far gone hey, for right. God to turn right. this around. God will never forgive you that, right. it, that everything that you've done so far is just all washed away. Yeah. Okay. And those are the lies that we're talking about. Those are the things that the enemy tells us those voices that separate us and then we fall into it and we start feeding into that lie we fall for the lie right rather than calling on the holy spirit identifying who we are in christ remember reminding the enemy 
who we are. Okay. Yep. And that we are his, we are, we are Christ through his blood. We have power over the, all those temptations. Okay. He has equipped us, but it takes us feeding our spirit. Mm-hmm. When we start to feed our spirit, yep. what do we do? We are starving that flesh, yep. those fleshly desires, those, those temptations are our own um, human desires, right? Mm-hmm. Because we live in a fallen world. We have a natural human desire, but with Christ, he has changed that. Right. We are on a journey with him. And so when mm-hmm. we start to listen to those other voices, okay, and to start feeding into the, the flesh, we start to go off that, that path. That journey takes a different direction. We are no longer on the path that he has set before us. But when we start to listen to his voice, we, he draws us back and draws us back. Don't think that you have, because you may have fallen into some temptation or screwed up, said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, that he can't forgive you. Okay. He's alongside you and he's trying to bring you back, trying to bring you back on the journey that he has set out for you. We cannot remember that. And he has strengthened you. You have the power to overcome these things. This is a victory that we have already received, by the way. We are not trying to win a battle in spiritual warfare over the enemy. I want to try to break this down just for a second. We are not trying to overcome the enemy. We are not trying to win a battle. The battle has already been won. You guys, the victory is already there. All we're doing is holding the line. We are we defend the victory that has already been given to us. We oh, I love that. hold the line. We're standing in our children's bedrooms, proclaiming the victory that has already been given to them and kicking out any attack. We're standing for our friends in church over them as we pray over them and holding the line for them while they're weak. Yes. Right? We're saying, nope. This has already been given to us. You don't belong here. You need to go because this isn't your territory. This, these people don't belong to you. This is not your ground. You don't, you don't reign here. You need to go. And we have the authority in Jesus name. When you say in Jesus name to do those things, not because you're all powerful and and you're not winning a battle. You're just stating the truth. And the enemy knows what the truth is. Mm -hmm. He knows the truth. He wants to deceive us. That's why it's called a lie when he's telling us the opposite of the truth. He knows what the truth is. He knows he's lost. And that right now he's only being allowed for a time, right, to do a work in in the world that is giving us essentially the option so that we have that willpower, that free will choice to love God, to love others, to be obedient, to do the things he's calling us to do. We have to have a choice. Otherwise, it would just be we'd be drones. Okay, it's not the Clone Wars, you guys. (laughs) This is free will. And so the enemy is allowed to 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 create a a situation where we have a choice. Okay, so uh, one of the things I was going to say too earlier, and I I didn't want to interrupt you, but, um, you know, most people think in order to avoid this is a human response. So if this is you just know it's me, too. It's everybody. But we have this very human response when we want to we need to avoid something we shouldn't be doing, don't want to be doing um, our, you know, want, want to avoid. We focus on it to avoid it. So because we're like, OK, I need to get rid of that in my life. OK, I'm going to and I'm going to stare at it. 
And then that's going to help me get rid of it. it. That's our very natural response. It's interesting because when you talk it out, it sounds very op- it's backwards because it is backwards. It's very counterintuitive. They were not supposed to stare at something to get rid of it. You're supposed to avoid it. Avoid I, it. I've heard people say if you're, it, it, I'm not a skier, but if you're a skier and the, the there are trees, okay, <laughs> as you're going down. If you don't know. If you stare are- at the tree, if you focus on the tree. You hit the tree. You'll hit the tree. Instead okay? of. The path down, the focus cli- on the, the cli- path. The, right, the clear path that has already been set before you. The victory's already been won. It's already yep. the trench has already been dug. Yeah, you just have to follow it. Don't fall. Focus on all the noise and all the distractions mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. you. Focus on the destination. And guys, I I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to say this. Uh, you know, I don't normally talk about it. Um, but I I feel like it's somebody needs to hear this. You may think that, you know, Javi and I have always had it together, you know, <laughs> we're like, oh, we were raised by Christian parents and we just were brought up beautifully. And now that's why we speak so wholeheartedly out of the Bible. And we're so passionate. Um, that is not how God works. Uh, he takes broken, traumatized people who mm-hmm. fall way off the path. <laughs> and really, um, we have both fallen into deep temptation before, been a complete mess. And God rescued us out of that. Yep. Like, Absolutely. like he does. And I mean, like victorious rescue, like turned your whole life around. I'm not even a person who's recognizable now yep. as the person I used to be. Yeah. You guys, like, we've lived it. We have lived it deep. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to, I just felt like I was supposed to say that because you, you think you watch people that we, we're stepping out in obedience and we're talking about these things and we're, we're preaching to you, you know, and, and, and ministering and talking about what God's saying to us. And, and hopefully this is ministering to you, but it's coming from a place of experience. God has absolutely done this in our lives and we've watched him do it in many others lives. We know God personally and intimately because we've had to go all the way in with him. We've had to go there with him. I've been in the, the, the den of, 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 lions and fire and whatever else thing I could pull from the Bible where you're like immersed and Jesus is standing. Well, we talk about that you. dark place and yeah. we've been in that dark place. Yeah. And, and he is who he says he is, you guys. Right. Uh, and you know, God is, has provided that way out for us. Oh, a hundred percent. But, yeah. but we had to seek it out. We have to, <laughs> you have to take the way out. And we've had times where he's given us a way out and we didn't take it. And then we finally went, yeah, I should probably, I should probably take that way out. Yep. exactly so hey so you want to bring up the our second scripture absolutely so this is the next thing we're going to start talking about here you guys colossians 2 20 through 23 says you have died with christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world so why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle don't taste don't touch such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they don't, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Mm -hmm. That is such a good word. You know, and bottom line, what this is, is willpower. The, The only answer the world has in solving certain problems, okay, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, drinking or drugs, um, you know, maybe sexual sin, maybe, um, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever those temptations are, the only thing the world has to offer is those things that, well, don't, 
Don't, ha- don't take that. Don't, don't handle that. Mm-hmm. Don't touch that. Okay. Right. Don't, don't, don't as rules. And what that is, is really willpower. Yep. And not, and I'm not saying willpower doesn't have its purpose, but understand that without God, your willpower is limited. You, well, you might be a person with mm-hmm. strong willpower. Yep. It still is limited when compared to the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome mm-hmm. these things. And eventually, yep. eventually, your willpower will fail without God. I don't care how strong your, will, your willpower is. There are going to be things in this world that will over, overtake you. You may have a strong enough willpower to, to, you know, lose that weight, to stay away from all those bad foods and turn your life around Mm -hmm. and live a a healthy life and praise God for that. Okay. But that same willpower won't help you with your other temptations. The other things that will, the enemy will throw at you. Right. And what's great about, God's Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is that power covers everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Ooh, not just one thing. I just got something. I just got something. I work in analogies. I just got the most amazing analogy. I've never heard this before. This is incredible. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, this was a word for me, you guys. That's why I get so excited. I needed to hear this today. So I'm going to share it while you were talking. God showed me visually just so vividly. That our word, our world, our willpower, excuse me, our willpower, I'm so excited, works with his anointing, the Holy Spirit, right? We're supposed to walk with the Holy Spirit. When you were talking about willpower and how that, praise God, that's great. That'll get us through the thing, right? But look, we have to remember that God gives us everything we have. He's given us everything. He's created the universe. So then where do you think our willpower has come from? Our willpower comes from God. Why would he do that? Why would he give us our willpower in order to have the strength and the discipline to accomplish these things? Because here's why. Here's the the picture he gave me. He said, I've given you um, half of the story. I've given you, there's two pieces to the tool that you need to solve this problem, right? Mm -hmm. You, you've got, you've got this key and I've got the lock and you're running around trying to solve your problems with just the key. Mm. You've got the willpower and you're like, I can do it. I can dig a hole with a key. I can do it. But he's got the box with the lock that opens up all the solutions. Right. And he's like, your key is supposed to work in partnership. Notice we said spiritual partnership, not like you know, conversation or I'm going to pray and then God will do it on his own. Like he wants us to partner with him. He wants us to be involved and he wants us to participate and he wants us to get the, 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 the spiritual fruit from that, that helps us grow. That helps us to create more and more and more impact on those around us. That, that magnifies the testimony because we were involved. It wasn't just God. I mean, that's amazing what it is, but he wants us involved in a relationship with him. So we have the key and he has the lockbox full of all the solutions. And he wants us to have to take that key and plug it into the lock, open it up and with him go and, and, and conquer and, and solve and make impact happen and, and resolve our own trauma and issues, but we're running around trying to solve all the problems with half of the tool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, he gave us the key, Yeah, but, but we can't solve it without the, the lock. We have to open the lock with that key. Exactly. Right. You know, the, 
that 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 is so true. I love that uh, that That's analogy. Amazing. But the, the the thing is, is how do and I wanted to point this out because I feel led to point this out mm-hmm. is that how is it that followers, followers of Christ, believers that fall for this, they fall into this their temptations and they fall away from Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, and, and, and look, this has happened to me. Okay. Let's just be honest. You're serving Christ. Okay. You're he's picked you up. He's picked you up. He's cleaned you up. You're serving him. Right. And you're doing all those things. You're praying and you're seeking him. You have a great relationship with God and everything. And now you're, 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 your mind is cleared up. Your heart is cleared up. You start to make, you're starting to make the right decisions and uh, the people around you start to see it. Your character has changed, right? Your morality, how you deal with life has changed. But then you get to a point where you're like, I got it from here, God. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I have good character now. I'm all fixed. Oh my oh, gosh. I, I'm yes. done. All right. I got I got it. Yeah. I got it. All right. So what happens? How does that what does that look like? Well, oh, man. Yeah. We slowly stop praying. We don't pray as much. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we pray used to pray every day. Then it becomes we get busy and now we're praying maybe you know, once a week, once a month, once a year, right? It slows down. Mm-hmm. We Stop reading our word. We don't even know our word. We don't have his word written into our heart any longer. Hello. And then we stop going to church. We stop surrounding ourselves mm-hmm. with those that community of believers, okay? And no longer are we iron sharpening iron anymore. Yep. We're not surrounding ourselves with other believers to get that strength and empowerment. Do you know, and I truly believe this, this, this attack of the enemy through the pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. It separated the believers from one another. Yeah. Okay? We weren't able to go to church. And so we, even if we watch church, church online, that's great. But what happened? Let's be honest. What happened when you were watching that church service online? Were you really paying attention? Scrolling through your phone? Oh, getting all those text messages? Um, being distracted? Mm-hmm. Were you focused on that? Were you still talking to the people that you would normally talk to in church? Yeah. Did you go to Bible study? No. And slowly that Start to started to separate you from the things of God. That was a way. Now I'm bringing up the pandemic as an extreme, but he does things like this to isolate you from the flock. Mm-hmm. So he could then focus all his energy on you to separate you from God. Do you know through the pandemic, how many people fell into their own temptations? How many people divorced? How many people fell into pornography? How many people oh, yeah. fell back into their addictions of drugs or alcoholism? Okay. When they were serving 
strong with Christ. They fell away. They separated. And even now, even now that we're going back into our churches, mm -hmm. okay, we don't have those restrictions. People aren't there. They're, oh, I'm going to just watch it online. Right. Okay. Because it's easier. Is it? Is that really strengthening your relationship with God? Is it? Maybe you feel like, okay, I'm getting my church, my church fix in. I'm getting that. But it's a fix. That means it's limited. That means is it's it, a box you checked. Right. Is it strengthening you? Is that going to get you into eternity? Is that going to get you closer to, to God? Mm -hmm. Is that going to get you past those temptations that will come? Will that give you the strength to overcome those obstacles. Well, and the thing is, is that we, I mean, look, we fell into, you know, we didn't have at the time when the pandemic happened, we didn't have a church that um, was like our home church. And we had a whole church family and we had, you know, we had a church we've been to kind of, and it was like, we were just starting a new one and, you know, it, it wasn't a huge deal. We, we watched um, our old church actually mm -hmm. um, from Charlotte on, on TV while we were going through that time. And we did get the word and God spoke to us. But when I got my butt back into the sanctuary at um, our new church, and I just absolutely started um, getting back into worship and, Man, there's nothing like being in worship with a bunch of other people who are worshiping together. The spirit is moving when people are praying together over people and everybody's in agreement. The yeah. spirit is moving. God is God and God's going to move. But our faith is built through those moments and not in our living rooms while we're telling our kids, hey, are you going to watch this instead of eating breakfast? Are you going to, oh, hey, look, I found this on my phone. Boop, boop, boop. We're just like doing a bunch of stuff while we're trying to hear God's word instead of being completely focused on the atmosphere that is getting us off of our distractions and building us up. Right. You know, during that time, during the pandemic, and I, I, I'm the one that brought that up, but it's a good example. Yeah, but, it's but, extreme, but, but it's a good example. But the thing is, is that God led us to actually start doing this. Is let's we had to go virtual, yeah. and we didn't have necessarily a church family that we could just, you know, pick up the phone or call into. No, we had to go out and just start reading God's word and start talking about God's word. Yep. And then as people would attend and people come forward, we then would encourage, we started, we kept doing that iron sharpening iron and we, we, you know, we did Bible studies with people. We, we did purposeful action. Yeah. Okay. We fed that spirit. Now I'm not saying that we, we, we to, to glorify us. no, we're just I, talking about what works, what, what you need to do right. in any situation. You need I, to be feeding the spirit. Find a way. I want you to listen to what God's saying in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, maybe for whatever reason, because it is what it is today, for whatever reason, maybe you are watching your church service online. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, talking bad about those things at all that has a its purpose mm -hmm. look we do these things virtual yep. here yep okay get get god's word as much as you can into you. but do what i want to point out don't separate yourself don't mm -hmm. isolate yourself don't let the enemy do that to you find other 
even if you're, you know, maybe you're sick, maybe you're laid up and, you, and this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or maybe like us, you don't necessarily have a church family. You're in between, you know, you find yourself in between churches, uh, relocation or just something happening in your life. That's the facts. The thing is, is that you need to be able to sustain yourself and you can do that through the things that you're doing on your personal life, right? You, you could do that through prayer. You surround yourself with other believers, pick up the phone, you know, Hey, would you mind getting on it? Look, if you could stream your church service, you could get on a zoom call. Yep. Okay. And Hey, would you mind, you know, us maybe start a, uh, uh, an, an accountability team may find a, a accountability, a, an accountability partner. That's what's great. And just as a side note, that's, what's great about our community here with faith unregulated. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a community, a Facebook community that, if you need prayer, if you need that community, um, maybe uh, you don't have that at church or you're, you're, you don't have a home church. That's what that group is for. So mm -hmm. we can pray for you. We could encourage you. We could help you to stay on that track. Right. Okay. Help you to look to the Holy Spirit, help you to feed, right, that spirit that you have within you. And why do we bring up all of that community piece? I think that um, sometimes we forget that all the things we're trying to do, even when we are partnering with the Holy Spirit, all of that is magnified and um, I don't want to say optimized, but it's just there's so much more power to what we're trying to do on our um, on our own. Meaning even with when we're talking about partnering with the Holy Spirit, when there's so many people around us confirming what the Holy Spirit is saying, confirming God's word to us, confirming the truth in our lives so that when we run with God, we're like, oh yeah, okay, this is right. This is not, this is the direction that it sounds like I should be going because I had confirmation through something that somebody said to me that they wouldn't have even known. So God is confirming through conversations and connections and to, and divine appointments with people. And these people are to hold me accountable. So I don't give up. And all of these things are really necessary. Um, when it comes to, feeding that part of your life, feeding the part of your life that is running after God is building community with people that are also running after God. That is going to start solidifying your direction because now, now you're on a train or a boat or a, you know, a track with a bunch of other people who are going to pull you along with them, the direction that you want to go. It's much, much, much less likely that you're going to just going to fall off to the side of the road and run off in the other direction away from what you were trying to accomplish with God, because these people won't let you. They, they're, they're like, Hey, I, this is what you wanted. This is what you said you were doing. Um, you know, what happened? And I want to help pull you up. I want to help support you and, and lift you up in prayer. And I want to encourage you. And those are all things that community does. And that's why God provides community. So when we're talking about um, spiritual partnership, um, it sounds to me, and look, we didn't even plan on getting into community today. I think God's really showing us that spiritual partnership is with the Holy Spirit, but it's also with the, um, God's family, with his children. It's with the body of Christ. And if we are not in community with the body of Christ, um, we are really jipping ourselves out of part of spiritual partnership that we're supposed to be experiencing, which helps solidify our spiritual partnership with the Holy Spirit.
And then we definitely don't have to do things all by ourselves on our own willpower because we've got a community around us to help us accomplish what we need to be doing. And that's how God ends up using the resources of everybody to bless each other, whether it's time, an encouraging word, or even money. That's that's what he does. That's how he works. And unless we do those things, we are going to be feeding our worldly desires, our worldly lusts, um, our fear and our doubt, and not going after the fruit of the Spirit. Exactly. And you, like I said earlier, <clears throat> the most beautiful thing that God did for humankind was to give us his son. It was, I say it's beautiful. I'm, obviously on the cross, it was horrific. But his love through him, mm -hmm. through Christ, is beautiful. And he, again, he laid out the, the roadmap, so to speak, for us. And we're talking about community. We veered into community. And you know what I saw? Jesus didn't do the, his ministry on his own. He could have. Yep. Okay. He, he didn't have to surround himself with people. Now, look, these were, he had a, he had purpose behind that, right? He was going to pour into his disciples to start the ministry, knowing that he was going to have to sacrifice himself and that his word was going to live on beyond him. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was the purpose. Um, But couldn't he had, he could have, you know, wrote it all out and given it, given it to people and just passed it out. Right. Done the easy Done thing. The pa tracks. Passed out some tracks. Right. <laughs> but no, he surrounded himself with, with his disciples. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I truly believe that even though he ministered, he was leading them, ministering to them. They ministered to his heart. He loved them. Mm -hmm. He absolutely loved them. He had a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. He spoke with them. I, I, you know, I truly believe he, you know, he journeyed with them. He talked with them. He laughed with them, had a good time with them. Oh, a hundred percent. Shared the ups and downs. Yep. It, right. Had deep conversations with them. That was the foundation of the church, mm -hmm. right? He didn't live behind religion, right? He didn't right. live behind a, you know, a finely put together robe and elevated, elevated himself. Even though he was the son of God, he didn't elevate himself that way he elevate he actually did the opposite he put him, himself as a servant to one another right and he he his posture was completely different than what people expected of the messiah and he did that on purpose because that was how the church mm -hmm. was supposed to operate right is that we were supposed to Minister to one another, help one another, mm -hmm. go through life with one another. Yep. And I think we have lost that. 
we certainly have lost that since 2020. Yeah. And I think that that's why the connections that we end up having with people now are so valuable. I think people are dying for personal human connection. So um, that's the, one of the ways that we can be in spiritual warfare mm-hmm. is to have people praying over us, for us, with us, um, have people in community with us and not running this race alone. So the question of the week, let's leave you guys with a thought because I, I want you guys to ponder on this. I'm going to ponder on it. Question of the week. How can you strengthen your spiritual partnership with the Holy Spirit today to overcome the temptations and rules of the world that lead you away from God's will for your life? So we've talked about in the past few weeks, understanding what God's will for our life is, aligning that with our own goals and dreams. And now we're walking it out. So how can we strengthen our spiritual partnership with the Holy Spirit today to overcome the things that get in the way of that? So um, be pondering that this week. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at javiandjessicamadrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E, and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.